Good morning. It is 7, 7.30, I guess. 7.30-ish. On November 24th, I think. Had a rough weekend. It's 18 degrees out here. Which, for those playing at home, is nine degrees lower than the last time I was complaining about it. Very, very cold. And I honestly think it will get colder. Uh, I am here with Miss Ripley this morning. who showed great joy at the prospect of going out to walk, which I take to be a good sign. I want the puppies to enjoy this. A phrase keeps running through my head. These are the times that try men's souls. And I know that the original author was speaking of times much more deadly, vicious, serious, and severe. But I have had a rough weekend. And I am proud to say that I am out again this morning. I mean, detail yesterday for you. I got up full of piss and vinegar saying I was gonna get the whole episode recorded and edited in one day. And the laundry. And I probably could have done it too. Except for things. Uh... We have a little tradition of sorts. Allie's father started it, and she brought it with her into our family, where on Sundays, the EP and I will go have donuts for breakfast. I have to assume that her father did that before church or something. And, uh, so, finding it a fun bonding experience, we've been doing that. And because I have no specific history with it, I had no problem saying, why don't we bring Mommy along? And the EP was cool with it, so we're good there. Uh, it's still a nice time. But this week, I said, you know what? We've been going to that Dunkin' Donuts nearby for a long time. And then we go to the shopper's grocery store because they have cheaper donuts. I want to do something different. I want to take you to my favorite donut shop. So I looked it up online. And I set it up. And we went all the way out 
40 minute drive. 40 minute drive, the whole family out to go to Krispy Kreme. Which I would note was not nearly as cool as I remember it. But that's neither here nor there. Because <sighs> the important thing was, the EP absolutely loved it. Normally, she's eating way more than a healthy calorie count in donuts. But on this particular occasion, she uh, barely ate any because she spent the entire time watching the uh, conveyor belt of donut creation. Was just absolutely fascinated by it. So we got some pictures and we let her check out the donuts. And that was fun. <clears throat> At the same time, that was 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back, and at least 40 minutes of staring at a conveyor belt. So, that was fun. But when we got home, we, uh, I mean, we had other things that we needed to do. And, uh, in fact, I ended up I mean, I got home and I recorded, because that was the goal, to record everything. And after an hour of recording, I managed to get episode 13, chapter 13, in Vito Rex, home stretch, last three chapters, 13 in the can, ready to edit. And then, since, let's face it, I had a thousand words, I'd done my walking. I'd done my recording. I was good for the day. So, we decided to take a little break and went to see uh, Hunger Games. Catching Fire. Which was good. I pretty much called it, saying that this one wasn't gonna center nearly as much around the game and more around the revolution. Which was cool. There were a lot of elements that I thought they handled really well. On the way back, Allie and I started talking about how it seems like there's more of these revolution movies, TV shows. It's more of a libertarian bent recently like Heinlein finally got his say. I'm thinking about like there was a place somewhere in our government and no matter where you're from, probably yours, where they looked at the movie V for Vendetta and said, are we going to allow this? Are we going to let them show this movie about open rebellion to our people. And now, the constitutionalist in me says, well, of course, you have to, freedom of speech. You can't get in the way of that. At the same time, it would be very easy to say that a book about, I mean, a uh, movie about openly rebelling against the government 
It's not in the interests of the nation. And presents a challenge for national security. That is a very valid argument. The problem with it being that the U.S. government was founded on the idea of allowing and fomenting rebellion as a means of social change. Thomas Jefferson said every 20 years we should have a revolution. Anyway, so, so now we got V for Vendetta. All right, that was a one-off, whatever. But then we get shows about Jericho. They let off a nuclear bomb, an EMP, I think, that, uh, no, it was a nuclear bomb that wiped out basically all communications with everybody and uh, sent us back to the Stone Age and we had to rebuild everything and the uh, post-apocalyptic description of that fits pretty well with how do you rebuild a government I've been reading the 1632 and 1633, and they very clearly have a how to build a government blueprint. It's good stuff. I highly recommend also The Moon is a Harsh Mistress for how to build a government. Anyway, the, uh, so yeah. Now we've got this movie. It's talking about police, security guards, whatever they call them, exerting undue control over their citizenry as a prelude to open rebellion and war. And in that story, we are very clearly put in the position of empathizing with the rebellion. I mean, the whole point of the Hunger Games is to remind the people that they tried to rebel once and were not able to. Anyway. So yeah, the movie was good. Not to give too much away. Uh, I liked what they did with the dress designer. I thought that was very good. Uh, so, there you go. We're done. Done for the day. We can go home. I can edit the audio. And we're good. Except, we forgot. I only needed to go shopping. Thanksgiving's coming. And we gotta get a lot of shopping done. To, uh prepare for the big day. So, uh, so we go shopping. Those of you who follow me on Twitter or Facebook, 
Sorry for all the pictures. I just saw a lot of stuff that seemed funny. And so I started... Because I had glass, I just started snapping pictures of funny things and putting little captions on them and posting them on Twitter and Facebook. And Yeah, that was fun. Why do the leaves fall in circles around the trees, but not close to the trees? You'd expect a more uniform distribution. Yes, I mean, it's the wind that knocks them down in the first place, right? And yet, it looks like a big cloud of leaves with an empty area right underneath the actual tree. That seems weird. I'm sure there are physicists or botanists who can correct me on that one or explain how it's an evolutionary necessity. Perhaps <coughs> not to cover up the grass that feeds the tree, I suppose. Anyway, um, so yeah, we went shopping. I wasn't too worried about it because I had my recording done and I could just edit anytime I wanted to. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, I hope I'm really not coming down with something. Anyway, so, day was not bad. Then when we get home, we say, okay, now I really have to edit because we're running out of time. Movie was at 3 o'clock. We went out shopping from like what, 5.36 till 8, I guess. So, yikes. I would say I was losing daylight, except by 8 p.m. out here, it's already, you know, pitch black. So anyway, uh, I figured I gotta start editing as soon as I can. I sit down, start going over the files, and there's only 18 minutes. How can there be only 18 minutes? I recorded for like 45 minutes. There were no other files on the SD card, so there's no way it could be filled. A little investigation determined a few things. One, the SD card, when attached to a Mac, if you say delete this file, the Mac will attempt to delete it with its trash can, which means you're deleting the handles but not the actual thing. This is not unique among Macs. They all do this, but tricky part is if you say empty trash can, this SD card doesn't know how to do that. The Mac was able to extract files. It was able to tell it to destroy the links, but it was not able to destroy the files, wipe them out, and make them available for allocation. So, you had a bunch of space allocated on the drive, and it did not admit it. And I didn't realize that. So, 
I go on blissfully recording as much as I want, not realizing that the recorder is not even able to store anything anymore. And it does not tell me. It doesn't flash anything on the screen. It doesn't even stop the little red light. It just keeps on pretending to record. Which I consider that a design flaw. <coughs> but that's probably because I'm bitter. And at this point, yes, I am bitter. Because I put work into that. So anyway. Now here I am. I don't have time to even edit, much less record. I went out and got a new memory card. I figure the easy solution is to uh, format the card every time you use it, because that does actually restart it. It had a one gig SD card in it, which meant that at decent quality, I could only get one hour and 30 on it. So, not knowing that, I just started recording and didn't have enough space. So anyway, um, so yeah, I got a whole new card, 16 gig, I guess now shows that I have 25 hours of record time available. So, if I record an hour every day, I only have to do that formatting thing once a month, which is good. Would be nicer if delete worked, but I'm not one to squawk. I solve problems. Anyway, so there I was. My goal was to record and edit an entire episode in one day. And I wasn't even able to record it in one day. My goal was to be done by Wednesday. So that I didn't have to do anything over Thanksgiving or the day after. I'm hoping to take Friday off, even though it's not technically a holiday. Um, <coughs> so, so yeah, the plan was to get 13, 14, and 15. 13 would be done yesterday, one big long marathon opportunity, because it was a, uh, a weekend. I had plenty of time. Except I didn't anymore. So, now I've got half of 13 recorded. If that. You missed the entire assassination attempt. Just not the, uh, anyway. Yeah, moving on. So I got half of 13 recorded. Gotta get the other half recorded tonight. But even if I got 
be recorded and edited tonight, which is unlikely. And I got Tuesday to record the next one, 14, and Wednesday to edit it. Now it's worth noting that normally it takes about two days to edit. Every time I say that I can get it done in one day, I'm being aggressive. So when I say I'm recording and editing in one day, I'm being very aggressive. So, assuming that I could edit 14 in a day and edit 13 on Monday, then I would still be only up to 14 by Wednesday. I wanted to have it done before Thanksgiving. And I think now I'm just gonna have to say it'll be done before the end of the month. That gives me Friday and Saturday, which isn't too bad. With an extra two days, it'll probably help. <sighs> Either way, it was a rough evening. And, uh... <sighs> One of the weird things about my diet is that it's a lot easier to do when I'm going to work. Because we don't have snacks at work. When I'm at work, I have that distance, that emotional distance that says, well, I got a limited set of things that I can buy. So, I'm not gonna buy that much. I'm not gonna eat too much. I'm gonna be good. But, Weekends, weekends I don't have that. So it gets harder. It gets hard not to snack. And so, since I find myself snacking, I mean, you gotta sit down to eat. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're just working and you say, you know what? I can just get some chips. Handful of chips won't kill anybody. I made some Chex Mix the other day. Handful of Chex Mix won't kill anybody. These are things that are, well, for one thing, free. I don't have to buy them. Skin flint that I am, I managed to uh, keep to my diet better when I have to buy the food. So, there's all kinds of food in the kitchen. I just walk in there and get food. And so on the weekends, it's a lot harder because I'm sticking with that. Just started getting the low battery warning. So, probably have to uh, shut down in the next 10 minutes or so. 
at the same time, seeing some beautiful birds near the lake. Anyway, so so yeah, my diet, and this does pertain, made it so that my meals yesterday included donuts, obviously. Tried to count the calories on that one, got to about 900 or 1,000, something like that. Not great, but not horrible. And then, uh, and that was around lunch, so, you know, it's okay, it's lunch. Lake has frozen over in places. It's very pretty. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was lunch, about 900 calories. While we were at the movie theater, I had a large icy and small popcorn because I love it. When I go to the movies, I always try to have those because they are yummy. You ever wonder about the leaves that get caught in the ice? Can't exactly turn to peat. Anyway, so I got no idea how many calories were in that. I have to assume it weren't free. And then we uh, we went to Firehouse Subs. We had dinner there. And while Firehouse Subs was lovely, I'm pretty sure it wasn't calorie free. And these are things, all of them, that I am reminded of at three in the morning. Because I get, I basically like can't eat after six or else my body will start <coughs> just getting massive heartburn by about two or three a.m. Hey Ripley, this is a cute picture. Come here. Come here. Sit. Good girl. Stay. Stay. Nope. Sit. Good girl. Ripley, sit. Good doggy. Okay. Good girl. Okay. Let's go. I think even puppy's getting cold. Anyway, so uh, <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure that I've given up the winnings that I had from last week on the weight. Pretty sure I'm about 203 at this point. Not very happy about that, but I'm back to it, going back to work, self-control. Self-control applied externally, which, sad to say, is stronger than self-control applied internally. I'm stoic enough to know that I have no problem playing with my own brain. 
doing tricks to uh, help your brain get over the problems within it. It's an ancient stoic tactic. So I accept that going to work is a good way to uh, improve my weight problem. Which isn't really a problem, but I mean, for a guy who's six foot tall, 203 pounds is actually pretty decent. Not even overweight, but I don't like the little bit of a spare tire that I got. When my father died, he had really big belly. And his father before him had uh, weight problems so severe that he rode around in one of those rascals. Much as I love my family, I used them as a cautionary tale, saying I'm never going to get to the point where I can't, where I weigh so much I can't lift my own weight. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those power lifter types. My brother is, which is odd. I mean, it's not odd that he does it, it's just sort of... It's not my thing. I do not believe that my body is a temple. I believe it is a vessel. Anyway. So yeah, I'm not so body conscious as all that. But I do have the idea of mobility as a serious concern. And that's what makes me want to lose the weight. And that's what makes me want to get up every morning and do this. Which, anyway, brings us back to this morning. 3 a.m., I wake up with really bad heartburn. So I've taken Tums and Amaprazole. Still, I had to go down to the living room and sleep on the couch because I had such a bad coughing fit. That's like bile gets up into your esophagus and stuff and you don't want to know. Anyway, so yeah, 3 a.m. Woke up, had to go back to bed around 4, I guess. So I didn't get up at 5 this morning. Well, let me tell you, faced with so much difficulty and failure, it was really tempting to just say, I'll get up at seven and go to work, and that's it. And yet you see me now, walking, doing my morning talk, And it's not that there are any inspirational words. It's not that I had any great revelation. I just said, tomorrow. I'll take it easy tomorrow. Today, 
I'm gonna get a thousand words done. Today I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna walk. Today I'm gonna get to work an hour late. And I'm gonna stay an hour late. But I'm not giving up on this. I'm not giving up on the morning walks. I'm not giving up on a thousand words. Because let me tell you, every single time that I have had a noble aspiration and fallen down on it, it has because it has been because of things like this. It has been because I was hit with entirely legitimate reasons. I had very good reasons for stopping. <coughs> I had very good reasons for momentarily quitting and saying, I'll do this later. I'll put it off. And I recognize it. And I am not going to do it this time. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to get, I don't know, hurt and put into surgery and not able to do it. I'm going to get sent off on some conference or something that I'm not able to record. I don't know. Things are going to happen, but it is not going to be because I'm just too tired. It's not going to be because I had a rough night last night. It's not going to be, not ever going to be because I just don't feel like it. Not ever. External causes will get vicious, but they're gonna have to fight me every day to come up with some good reason not to walk. And I know it sounds like I'm over-dramatizing this, over-romanticizing the power of this walk, but I swear to God I'm not. This little sliver of time, this two hours every day, it matters. And as soon as I say, look, it's something extra, it's not even the real thing. As soon as I say, I'll make it up tomorrow. As soon as I start doing that stuff, I start slipping. So a blizzard might knock me out for a few days. But not ever me. If I can go, I will. So anyway, we're at 35 minutes now. If it cuts out suddenly, you know, it happens. I'm sorry about that. And if so, we will speak again tomorrow. Got some good words done today. Only a thousand. And I'll admit, it didn't come easily. This is the posturing, chatting, discussion stuff. Positioning people, getting them ready for the next step. But my brain gave me a few wrinkles I hadn't anticipated. And I love it. Brain said that uh, Lady Creslin the Dowager Queen would uh, start to announce herself 
and position herself for Regency, which is going to make the uh, nobility flip out. But today was step one, where she announced who she was in a way that only Lord Dunham would figure it out. So it becomes a question of whether Dunham is going to ride her out on a rail, which is entirely his purview, or back her claim. And I put enough little tidbits of possibility in there. I mean, <clears throat> her son was royalty, even if she wasn't. And uh, before he died, her son placed him, placed her on his throne. Partially as a joke, partially to tweak the nobility. And when it's originally written, it'll seem like just that. It'll seem like he's just messing around with the nobleman. But she can make the very valid claim that symbolically he named her as his successor. He placed her on the throne. So, with Lord Atherton trying to position himself or Aster as the next king, more likely himself, and with Lord Dunham unable to get things back to status quo as he wants, and with Lady Cresslin claiming the throne. This is going to heat up. And it's kind of interesting that the fight for the throne is not the cause of the Civil War. I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea that the noblemen are squabbling over the throne while they're in open combat in the middle of the Civil War. That's kind of cool. Anyway. We're just about up to the house now. Time for me to wish you a fond farewell. Hope you have a great day. Hope we get to speak again tomorrow.